<sighs> What's up, y'all? Uh, <sighs> give me a second, man. I felt we needed an emergency podcast. And uh, let's hope we get through this, man. Because I got got tears in my eyes right now, man. I think I'm going to cry, man. So, the topic of this podcast. And we may get to that topic. Maybe. What's going to be. About cash money. And about the, the history and the longevity of cash money records. And I was going to sprinkle in a little bit of basketball. But it seems as though that the basketball gods have squatted, unbuckled, and decided to take a shit on the top of my back and the bottom of my neck. Right in that, in that little spot right here where you you know what I'm talking about. Where the neck bone, you get a little extra hump. And then you get it to the regular spine. That little hump right there. Where it just feel, you hit it. You hit a little extra hard bone. Shit. It's sliding down my back. Starting from that actual position. Actual human feces. So. LeBron went to the Lakers. It's all good. We expected it for like the last two years. It's all good. It happens. He got Lance Stevenson trash. JaVale McGee trash. Rondo trash. KCP trash. And a, a jailbird. So we're not worrying about the Lakers. It's really only one team to worry about. In the entire NBA. Everybody else can be beat. Period. Everybody else. I think that the Pelicans can beat anybody else. In a seven-game series, I think we got a chance against just one team. And that team just signed maybe the best center in the NBA. He's, he's, he, he would probably be the best offensive center. Quite easily, I would say. You mix offense, defense, maybe you lean toward MB, but the Golden State Warriors just signed DeMarcus Cousins. And uh, let me tell you what, man. I'm not happy about it. So, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green. DeMarcus Cousins. Just give me give me a quick second. Let me count the count the six real quick. What the fuck, man? What the fuck? Nigga is Adam Adam Silver. Peak in the brain. He's gonna step in, nigga. Is there a hammer to put down? You stop Chris Paul. You can't stop this shit. Is there nothing? Is there nothing 
Jesus is there nothing anybody can do about this, bro. Anybody. Anybody. Moving on. My Pelicans, we did good. We got Alpha Payton, who cut that shit off his head. He got that pillow top mattress off his head. He's gravy. He's going to be a very good either starting point. We put Drew to the two or backup point. That's great. Right? We get a little scoring off the bench. We get some passing off the bench. We get Julius Randle. Right? St- I would say stagger his minutes with Boogie a little bit. That way he get him and Alpha get to showcase themselves for, for the second team. I include them in the first. But stagger them to where they get to showcase their, you know, their points and rebounds. They get to showcase themselves because when when AD and Drew in, it's their show. But let Julius and let, you know, let let them get their buckets. But we know who the two priority people are, right? And for the first time, I think we have actual, like, four scores. Um, Two off the perimeter. Three can go from the perimeter. Four can go from the perimeter. Julius Randle can go from the perimeter. Um. Jesus Christ, this is kind of it's kind of ruined my it's kind of ruined my night. Um, so I think we good. Of course, we're not gonna beat this team, especially now. We're not gonna beat this team. It just won't happen. Uh, I don't think Boogie will play to like January because uh, he's still coming off the Achilles deal, but he is in going to be in the best facility he can possibly be in to heal himself uh our facilities are absolute fucking terrible so he's going to be in a bay area with cats who's all been through bad lower extremity injuries we know the, the history of stuff we know the injury of uh the, the history of a kd with the foot thing Clay had a bad uh, kind of meniscus tear, uh, MCL tear, whatever it was last uh, deal. Um, of course, uh, Sean Livingston. Uh, I think Iguodala had knee trouble, so he's gonna really get to grow, you know, as a as a um, as a player and as a person. Hopefully that that clears up the kind of the chip on his shoulder that he got. You know, hopefully him being around some winners. Cause even though he's in New Orleans, I mean we don't we don't have a winning history. These cats have been full finals straight, and won three of them. So he gonna have a little winning history about him. Um, he's gonna have to humble himself. He's not he's not the best player. He's probably the third or fourth best player on a team for probably the first time ever in his life. Um, she's gonna have to humble himself a little bit. He has an injury to come off of and everything else. Jesus Christ. I want to throw I want to throw this microphone clean across the fortress. I want to throw this bitch through the microwave. But let's move on. Let's get to the topic I wanted to talk about today. Give me a little swigger. A little swigger that's agua. This show not a fuck up a day. I'll tell you that. Cash Money Records established somewhere in the 80s. I ain't know that old, so I don't even know, you know, what year exactly. Late 80s. Let's say mid to late 80s. About 86, 88. 
Baby and Slim. Baby Brian B. Bubba. You can call him what you feel. Hopping out the Platinum Hummer with the Platinum Grill. Slim, the quiet one, laid back, does all the business deals. Baby, the, 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 baby is the spark. He's the wild card. Just so you just may get pistol whipped right there in the parking lot. Just it just happens like that. Legendarily greedy person. Quite all right. It happens. Started off long time ago. Third Ward. Not the Magnolia. VL. Valence and Magnolia. Not the actual Magnolia project. Magnolia's a street also. Valence is also a street. That's why it's Valence and Magnolia. Start off with UNLV. Be Manny Fresh, the greatest producer of all time. UNLV, one of the most underrated groups of all time. Classic, classic shit. Dragon from the River. Oh, just fire shit all over. Things went bad early 90s. Uh, you'll see this pattern from the late 80s all the way up to the late 2000s uh, and 10s. Baby don't pay nobody. And he damn sure ain't gonna pay you uh what you supposed to get. They have, they have problems. Uh rumor is uh Yellow Boy, rest in peace, slapped Birdman in the meeting where they was trying to get their money. Um notice I said rest in peace. Nobody knows the whole story. But I guess the rest in peace part can kind of piece off uh, where where things can end uh, when you're dealing with New Orleans. So that ends. You have BG. Um, Wayne is around. BG first album drop, which is True Story, that drops in like '93. BG is probably 15. He's probably 15. You know uh, the thing about like BG and Wayne about in these cast man like. BG is probably, hold up, I think. I said, see how old. So BG was born in 1980, right? Is 1980. So in True Story Drop, I'm sorry, BG was 13. If you've never heard True Story before, True Story is pretty fucking gangster. For a 13 year old. It got a little bit more of a bounce vibe to it. Um, Manny was still kind of a bounce producer. He still is. You know, that's that's just that's where he started started it from. Um uh, let me let me check. Is BG born in nineteen eighty? Hold up, son. I'm uh So if BG so he's thirty seven, he was born in nineteen eighty, right? So, if that came out in 93, he was 13 years old. 13 years old for <laughs> for this type of content. That's some real child soldier Sudan type shit. Let me, let me just run that by you right now. So, that means that was a real gangster. Wayne was on that. Wayne was probably 11. Uh, I think he, he a couple years behind BG. He, he, so, he was 10. He's two years behind BG. So, he was 11. Jesus Christ. Wayne is only 35. So, Wayne's first introductions to the to us and BG's 
was in 1993. And these dudes is 35 and 37 years old. Let me ask, let me hand like for you. It's not very fucking old when you've been around since 1993. It's not really like it's pretty astronomical, right? Because Jay Z is like 50. And we got an introduction to him really in 96. So, like, true story drop. We get true story. We got a little bounce field drop to it. Then Chopper City drop. Chopper City drops in 1996. So that means that BG is 16 when he makes Chopper City. Let me, let me, BG. Chopper City is one of the greatest albums I ever heard in my life. Right? Excuse me. BG is 16. 16. So if you listen to BG right now and you 30, you listen to a 16-year-old. Rap some, again, some real child soldier shit. It's pretty pretty demonic if you if you're being honest. It's pretty ridiculous. So at this same time, you got the big timers. Big timers at one point was Wayne, Manny Fresh and Baby. So like the first big timers album, um, which was uh was it how you love that? Um, Wayne was actually considered to be part of the group, and actually, when you're listening to the Hot Boys. The Hot Boys was actually five people. Hot Boys was Wayne, it was BG, it was Turk, uh, it was Juvie, and it was uh, Derek, Lil Derek. Was it Lil Derek? It was Lil Derek. You can hear Lil Derek on um, Let Him Burn, which is like the Lost Tapes kind of uh, Hot Boys album, the one we thought we was going to get, and the bitch didn't come out till like 13 years later. Um, so that's what Let Him Burn is. Lil, Lil Derek is on Let Him Burn. He's on very, very little uh, type shit. Another cat who was kind of a big timer slash um, hot boy was Lack. Lack is on. Um, actually, what the fuck is Lack on? Lack was he got a couple things by itself, kind of like when everybody kind of voosed out a little bit. Every kind of everybody kind of broke up. Um, what is Lack on? I have no idea what like is on. Jesus Christ. Uh, never mind. He was on Project Chick. Yeah, he was on Project Chick. He had to be on Project Chick. He was on something. So, you had Lack also. Um. So, you got Lack. And you, you kind of move lateral, right? So, you got 93. You got 96. In between there, you got How You Love That. You have uh, you got some Hot Boys albums between 93 and... And let's say 98. 98 is where everything took off. That's why most of y'all started finding out about them. You probably got about nine albums in, in between there. Yeah, Soldier Rag. B, Juvenile had another one before that called Being Myself. Um, that was more bounce, bounce kind of album. It wasn't like, it was more bounce beats than anything else. If you never heard it before, keep it that way. Uh, Soldier Rag, if you never heard it before, in my opinion, Soldier Rag, if. If 400 Degrees is a five-star album, which I think it is, then Soldier Rag is a four-star album. There's like three tracks I don't like. Wait, I might be overstepping that here. 
Actually, it's a four 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 and a half star album. Uh, if 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 four hundred degrees is five stars, which I think it is, what most of us think it is, this Soldier Rag is a four and a half star. Soldier Rag is is really good, and it's a little bit more gutter. Um, it, it got a little bounce to it, but it, it's still it's still gutter. It's still like four hundred degrees gutter, but it got it got a little bit more. You know, you're gonna be bouncing your shoulders a little bit. Um, a little bit more. That, yeah, four degrees. Guy. I mean, back that ass out would be the would be the bounce one. So you move from that, and then four hundred is where it took off, right? So after four hundred, you had um, Wayne Drop Block is hot, and BG came with Chopper City in the ghetto. That's where most of y'all mainstream knew BG. Um, most of us in the South, we already knew Chopper City. We already knew All on You Volume One and Two. A uh, Chopper City in the ghetto is where you know bling bling. Cash money is an army, you know, uh, niggas in trouble, stuff like that started coming out. And it's just, it's just crazy to me when you think about how many classic, like, I'm not even going to be biased when I say classic here because they got a lot of bullshit. 500 Degrees is not a classic. 500 Degrees is a one-star album. It got like three good tracks on it. Uh, All On You, Volume 1 and 2 are classics. Soldier Rags and 400 Degrees are classics. The Block Is Hot is not a classic, but it's very good. Uh, Lights Out is a classic. Carter 1 and 2 are actually classics. A Big Time is How You Love That, Volume 1 and 2 are classics. That's 11. Um, Juvenile only got the two classics. Wayne got Lights Out, Carter 1 and 2. BG got All On You, Volume 1, 2, Chopper Cities. And Chopper City in the Ghetto. Got four. Big Time has got the two i would say how you look no um i got that work which had um get your role on the number one stunner i would consider that a classic they got nothing else after that so it's about how boys both how boys albums are classics so you got about 14 15 classic albums in between a 1996 to the last Carter 2, album-wise. We know Wayne got all mixtapes. That's just fire. So you got a, a span between 1996, which is Chopper City, to 2005, which is nine years. And you got at least 15 classic albums, certified classics. Again, it's not be, me being biased because there's a lot of trash in between that. Juvie dropped at least six albums, at least six or seven. I'm only naming two of them. Wayne dropped... At least six to seven. Wait, it's five quarters, so it's more than that. He probably got eight albums, nine albums. I'm only naming three. Quarter three is not a classic. Quarter four, jump over that. BG, Chopper City, Chopper City Gallo, All in You, Volume 1 and 2. Checkmate is not a classic. Uh, Harder City is not a classic. Turk, I mean, you know, Turk kind of got the raw end of the deal. Uh, he, he dropped the one, it's in me. Um, the single was nice. Uh, he had, uh, fuck. Yeah, like two a good track, two or three good tracks on there. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. It was two or three fire tracks on there. Manny has some fire tracks. Of course, it's not a classic though. So you have, that's 15 classics from a record label. And pretty much, they were really popping, popping. 
from 96, they probably broke up. Call the one they broke up. That's 2001. So you probably only had five years of them being on fire and together. All the stuff before, you know, was more local shit. So you got 96 to 2001. That's a five-year span. That's some fire. But it's only five years. It's not a, you know, it's not a long time in rap history. But most labels only really go five years anyway. You think of Rockefeller. Rockefeller at his peak. I would say the, the peak started Hog Night, uh, Hog Night Life. The, the, the single. So that was probably like 98. They had some fire in between. But it broke up in 2004. Which was the Black Album. Right? So let's say from 98 to... That's a six year span. It's a six year span. G-Unit had a span from 2001. Until... Buck's second album. Let's see when Young Buck dropped his second album. We had a fire single, by the way. Super fire single. I get Buck was nasty. So Buck the World was 2007. So that's another six-year span. So these labels, I never even thought about this. I would say Carter 1. Carter 1 dropped 2001. 90, 96 to 2001. Let's just say 92. Let's just give the six-year theory. That's a six-year span. Uh, no Limit had a span up until... Hmm. What's the last piece song that was really popping? It's probably uh, whatever Mr. Magic song that was. That's when it was at the end. Um, rest in peace, Mr. Magic. Mr. Magic was a beast, by the way. So Mr. Magic had... Uh, when he did I Smoke, I Drink with, with, with Roy, Roy Jones Jr., he was already off cash money. But White Eyes, so White Eyes came out in 2003. That's probably, White Eyes was fire if I never heard it before. Um, He had a song, what was his song? What was his single? I think his single was Wall. And it wasn't Wall. What? It was what? It was what? Um, And what was fire? If y'all don't remember what, he was like in a cowboy outfit. He had the little contacts in his head and all that. He was tripping. He was wilding. But what was fire? That came out in 2003. So No Limit really got popping in 97. This is another six-year span. It, it, it's, uh, this is shit. This is weird as shit. So I'm tired of, tired of trying to think of uh, like groups. Can't. It's only going to go so far. You know, it's going to be egos. It's going to be shit that just stopped it. Let's think of the St. Lunatics. When it, uh, when Nelly shit came out. So Nelly, Country Grammar. What Country Grammar is it? 2000, right? And I would say all that shit ended in about Murphy Lee album. Murphy Lee album was was the last. That's 2003. With Free City, Free City dropped in 2001. So they had a three-year span. But I would say they had a three-year span because really only two of them was popping. In comparison to four of them popping. Like Rockefeller had Jigga, Beanie, Free. Dipset was popping, but it was they really their own entity. Like I never, they I consider them Rockefeller, 
they was they they own entity. It was their own thing. So Bleak Bleak was definitely popping that that red CD. I think that was the Understanding. That was fire. Uh, Bleak don't get a lot of credit. Understanding was super fire. And then you had Cash Money, which had I would say four four people popping. Um, Turk wasn't really popping everybody. It was more ju- Juvie, BG, uh, Wayne. And that was mostly because of the, the, you know, the album, solo album success that they had. Now we're adding Birdman and Manny as their own entity. So you can only have so many popping, so many people popping at one time, right? And uh, Murphy Lee was popping. Murphy Lee is 39. Wayne is 35. BJ is 37. Murphy Lee is older than Wayne by four years. He's older than BJ by two years. And they came out eight years before this dude. You got to think about it's just like longevity, man. That's a long time. Uh, so this is this is kind of six year window where people can can kind of do what they do. And then the label breaks up. The thing with cash money is. The label breaks up and there are slow periods, right? So this slow period. Was probably between. Damn, it's and the. I can't call it a slow period. And I could come. The break in between whatever came out before 500 degrees. But I can't even call it that because the Squad Up mixtapes was coming out during that time before Quarter One Drop. But it was slow mainstream wise. It wasn't slow for us. We was all listening to Squad Up, right? So you go from that and you go to 2001, which Quarter One, and I think Quarter Two dropped in. Carter 2 dropped in 05 5 or 4 5 that's what I figured I, I, don't, I don't forget Carter albums so in between that you had a lot of mixtapes right so after Carter 2 you got 2005 it's slow mainstream wise but all the mixtapes is pretty they might as well be mainstream we all know those Wayne verses from every feature and every mixtape ever right so that go from a clean 2005 to 2011. But the mainstream part is still Wayne. The mixtape part is Wayne. And then you got Drake in there too. Drake probably came out 2005, 2007 around that time with the best I ever had stuff. When did Drake drop? We're going to check that too. We're doing some research, little buddy. Best I ever had was... 2009 i'm sorry so that's kind of that's tailing off the wayne side because wayne really took that little hit in about 2009 10 that's when no season no ceilings drop no seasons jesus don't strike me down with lightning in this drop right so you got a span and drake has been taking it over since then since 2010 we'll say Drake and Nicki Minaj has take, taken it over since then for the last eight years. So you got these dudes that have been around since, we'll say 1996. That's when the first real hit dropped. It's 2018. Now, there are slow periods, but there are slow periods for everybody. Def Jam don't even exist no more. Def Jam Records, man. At one point, which had every major artists ever on one label they don't even exist 
have no idea who's on Def Jam right now. Matter of fact, there are no record labels right now. That's like Sony and Epic and all these people, but they're not our labels, independent labels, labels that we know. The G units, the the Rough Riders, the Rockefellers, the the straight the state property, the it's it's not our stuff. And it's still cash money. It's some wild some wild shit, man. Some wild shit. If you think about just how long, what the fuck was you doing in nineteen ninety six? If if you a nigga on here that's even was alive. In 1996 What was you doing in 98 2001 2005 10 Nigga what was you doing in 2012 That was 6 years ago It's a long time man And and through all this time We've had One record label That has spanned 22 mainstream years 22 relevant at least once in every year at least once because even when it was slow period they had project chick project chick was popping baller blocking album was trash but project chick was popping you had another slow period and then you had big time was dropped that uh they dropped a couple singles here and there i don't remember the song I remember the beat. Real aqua velvet. Real honeysuckle. Pause. Then you had Mac Tenem come in with Dub C. They had a nice little fire single. Manny dropped that. And that's another thing. We're going to move into Manny. Uh, I know you people are DJ Premier and Pharrell and all these different type of things. But let me tell you what they do. They didn't do that Manny Fresh does. Now DJ Premier did this because he did it with Nas. But. Manny Fresh did entire albums. So when I tell you about every album from 1988 up until the first, um, the first out of out of house producer that they bought in was the Carter One in 2001, and he still did most of the beats on there. He did not do Birdman Jr., which is mind blowing because that was the best beat on there. And probably Wayne's best song. He did not do Birdman Jr. Somebody named Leslie Braithwaite. And I remember when I saw this, I was looking through the Carter One uh, credits. And I said, who the fuck is Leslie Braithwaite? Matter of fact, in 17 years, I never looked this up. the fuck is this nigga come on man it's like he kicks this is the man that made Birdman Jr this is unbelievable what else he got he got some credits to him it's mostly mixing credits though it's mostly mixing and engineering credits so I guess he was the he was the engineer. So 
So okay, he's a mixer. But he, you know, he must have uh he must have helped with the beat a lot. That's why they probably put him on there as the uh But he got a lot of mixing credits, not a lot of producing credits. But he's mixed for everybody. Beyonce, Twister, Ludacris, T.I., Akon. So he's mixed for everybody. And he's been mixing since. He did just for the money. He engineered that shit. So he's been going since 1994. He engineered waterfalls. He engineered some shit. AT Aliens, he did the mixing on that. Oh, look. All right. So it's just cat been around a while, right? So even now, it's most recently he uh he mixed Cardi B's album. So that's very recent. It's 2018. So he goes back from 1993 to 2018. So this dude has been around a while. Let me show some respect to Leslie Braitway. And nigga still look like you eat fucking King Vitamins. Uh but let me show some respect to his mixing and engineer skills. It's it's a legend right there. The point of this podcast. Before I was so rudely interrupted by uh, Demarcus Cousins signing with the Golden State Warriors. The point of this podcast was for me to bring some order to rap music. New Orleans is the greatest rap city. Of all time. There's nobody from New York. That got a category like BG. And Wayne. And Juvie. There's nobody. Give me three artists from New York. That got the that got equal amount of. Quality. Don't give me no bullshit. Don't give me no Rakim man. Don't give me no KRS-One shit. That shit's trash. Don't talk to me like that. We're the greatest. We're the beacon. We're why people exist. The biggest rap artists, male and female right now, are cash money artists. A label that started in 1988. Last decade, the, the biggest rap act it's a cash money artist. At the tail end of the decade before that, cash money, well, New Orleans, started the southern takeover. Now, Outkast and UGK, they was out. Don't get me wrong. They was out doing anything. But when No Limit and Cash Money flipped the script, 97, 96, 98, New York never got it back since. They had a quick brief run in 2001. But they never got it back since. It's been a downturn right now. They've been chicken noodle soup and, and, and auntie jacking for a while now. You can thank New Orleans for that. You can thank us. I like steaks. Potatoes. Cheesy potatoes. Get the skin. Put some olive oil and a little butter and a little pepper. And, and hard fry that too. I like that. I, I like that too. Show some respect, man. Show some respect to the New Orleans Pelicans. Show some respect to... How about to say Boogie Cousins, but he gone. Y'all have a good day.